Welcome to Season 2 of the Gamers Change Lives Podcast. In Season 1, we learned about entrepreneurs and others around the world who were creating jobs and opportunities through esports. The one common theme throughout the season was that it takes money to create jobs and change lives. But let's face it, money can be hard to find, especially in some parts of the world, maybe in your part of the world. But this season, we are going to share stories from esports entrepreneurs in emerging markets and showcase how they found funding they need to be successful. We're also going to talk to investors in Africa, Asia, India, who have invested in esports and highlight the challenges that those markets face. In addition, we're going to talk about sponsors who provide funding to teams, tournament organizers, and streamers. Join us on this journey for Season 2 of the Gamers Change Lives podcast, aptly titled, Follow the Money. And now your host, Tom Leonard. This is Tom Leonard. I'm the host of the Gamers Change Lives podcast. Now, when it comes to esports, I'm not the expert. That's why I have people like this on, because they are the experts. So here in season two, what we've been talking about is follow the money, how to make, uh, how to raise money for your esports organization. And the main theme of the, the podcast is to show how esports can create jobs. Our tagline is play games, create jobs, change lives. So this is, this is an extra bonus um, episode, which I'm really interested to hear what these guys have to say, because they went all the way from uh, Ghana to Bali. And that, that's no small feat. So I'm going to start out with, with Kwesi. Welcome, Kwesi. Hi, Tom. It's good to um, be on this podcast once again. Yes. <laughs> hey, could you, could you inter- introduce the gang there? All right. Okay. All right. So if I, I wish I could, but um, I will let them introduce. My name is Kwesi Hayford, and here is the team that brand breaking team the history making team first ever to travel out of ghana to all the way indonesia it was a fun trip and then also the very first e-football player in ghana to travel outside ghana too so it's good to have them on um i think one of the players is not on it um i think that is um makadi but i mean Almost everybody's here, so that's enough for us to really set the conversation going. So I'll start with um, Nell. Please, can you introduce yourself? Right. Um, hi. Uh, thanks for having us. My name is Emmanuel Manager MP, but uh, in game, I go by the name Nell MVP. Uh, yeah, so I'd let the rest of them also introduce themselves. All right, Shy Boy, can you follow up? My name is Edmond Adomensa. And my in-game name is Shy Boy. And I played PUBG. All right. Okay. So we'll go to Daniel. All right. My name is Daniel Idi. Um, I'm a PUBG mobile player. And my in-game name is Spammer. Okay. Also known as the tallest man in Bali, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so also known as the tallest man in Bali. In fact, the tallest man in Indonesia. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Boris. Hi, um... I'm Boris Osisia Danyipong, known as uh, Atuna and uh, the first champion of Ghana. I like that. All right. So, um, Tom, there you have it. Oh, no, all the no, guys really, that made it. I really appreciate all you guys spending a little bit of time here talking about this. First thing I want to find out is, what was the event that you went to and what games did you play? Okay. So, we went to the International Esports Federation um, World Championship um that is the 14th world championship at indonesia bali to be precise um and then we were in two games actually e-football and pubg mobile got it got it so um how did you can you talk a little bit about how you qualified for the event because i think that's one of the stories that a lot of people they they would like to uh, participate in in big events like this but they don't always know how to to qualify. So, could you describe a little bit more of how how the team, how the how the guys, each of the guys, um, was able to qualify? Okay, all right. So, definitely, we had um, um, for PUBG. There was actually a kind of a league leading towards um, a championship at grand finals. So, um, this is actually our first time participating in IESF tournament. 
What when when we became members of the IESF, we sent the um, request to participate. And the first, my first inclination was, how are we going to go about it? So I called a few guys together and also got in touch with, there's a PUBG community here in Ghana. Um, it was actually three titles, PUBG, eFootball, then Tekken. But we have strong community in um, PUBG than even eFootball. So um, we run a league together with a friend with 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 uh, motherland gaming so i just gave up the entire um operation of the league to motherland gaming so they run the league and um 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 spama shy boy nell and others were on the on the on the on the team as well so that that um, league ended in a championship, a local championship, a LAN event, right? And they they won they won the LAN event, and that brought us to, um, um, that qualified them to be part of the the the, the trip. Um, well, the the amazing the amazing challenge is the is the is the is the how we managed to get ourselves to. To Bali, because there were some cost implications that we needed to um, to 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 take, right? And it was quite back and forth, you know, uh, arrangement between me, between the team, um, you know, and with all the difficulties of raising funds, we didn't have any 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 other um, um, outfit to raise the funds. So the first thing was for me to um, come to look for friends like you and others to tell her, hey, we, we needed funds because the only thing we needed to pay for was the visa fee, which was almost like $150 at the time. And, and at the time, too, our currency was going a bit higher. So that means that $150 in, at that time was, I think, um, thousand, one thousand five hundred Ghana city or so. So, I made a commitment to these boys that if we don't go to Bali, I'll step down as president. <laughs> so, and then we, we, I, we, we also came together and said, look, we all have to pitch in, right? I, I needed to raise a little bit of the funds and they, have to everybody have to pay for themselves or raise that 140 100 and 150 dollars which was quite an amazing i mean everybody understood that this is a collective effort at the time there were brands we were chasing we weren't getting any feedback from them um so it, it became a bit difficult for us but at the end of the day my Appreciation goes to the guys here because everybody pulled out something from their family, something from their pocket for us to be able to pay for the visa fee because there was also a deadline. If we'd not been able to pay it, we wouldn't have made it to Bali, right? And I remember reaching out to you, Tom, and you sent us, um, you actually sent us our 100 and um $80 or so. Then I reach out to Dennis. Dennis, um, one of my guys in, is a black American guy in US. He also, um, paid direct to IESF. I just sent them. IESF gave us their PayPal account. So I sent it to them and they also paid. So at the end of the day, um, each and everyone also pulled out some money. We put it together, sent it to my bank account. I have to pay it through my bank. And then I got to know that um, paying it through the bank account was even at a higher cost. As in the bank charges was almost almost $120. So it's almost like paying for another person to, to be on the trip. But I mean, we, we, we had enough um, contributions that were able to 
um, some have to. But I will leave. I, I think for each of them, each each and everyone has their own stories to tell. So I will allow them to tell their own story how they managed to get the funds to pay for the for, one, one for, of the, for that, the trip. That I was curious about is you're talking about the the the, the um, amount for the visas. What about for the um, um, travel and for the entry fee for the event? Were those covered by the the host organization? Yes, yes. So for the travel and the accommodation was covered by the by the IESF themselves. So that's that's really a new. We, let's see. We talked to uh, Ronnie Ronnie Lusigi in Kenya, and he was talking about going to Istanbul recently and it was the same thing it was also paid for by uh by the federation which was really really good i mean that's a lot different than trying to buy a plane ticket to go to evo in <laughs> i mean that's that's a that's a much more expensive thing so i guess one of the one of the things to, to tell one of the stories to tell is there are events out there where the travel if you qualify the travel will be covered and that's huge so yes because at the end of the day at the end of the day, I mean, their leverage is that they are bringing this so number of players together, right? And they they go for sponsorship, and the sponsorship will cover up for them because there's much visibility throughout all these countries that is coming. Um, so they get to be able to raise the funds to you know uh, sponsor these events. But for us, um, there is always a cost implication. Through our traveling, um, paying for certain stuff here on our side, even though they will cover for the plane ticket or the accommodation, you still will need some bit of funding. The jerseys, um, you know, individual costs, traveling, transportation, some other costs that each and everyone, I believe, each and every one of us incurs some amount of um, logistics. Definitely. You can't get the free ride to the airport. You need to raise some money, um, buy some yes. um, some you, personal effects on could the you trip. Talk a little bit about. We'll get to the guys in a minute. Could you talk a little bit about the timing here? Because yeah, because you were talking about you know doing the qualifying and and you know you came across you know at some point you came across the uh, knowledge of the event in Bali. Could you describe how long it took between when you? When you and the group decided, hey, we want to go, and you actually went? Um, I think it was like um, from the time we got we got the invitation to participate, we ran the league for maybe like two months or so, right? In between that time, we were looking for sponsors. <laughs> and the difficulty has always been um, we don't really value video games. I remember getting to the airport and the one of the counter was like, you guys are going to play video games. I mean, she didn't see the need traveling to go and play video games as tournament. His children has been playing video games. Oh, like, really? It, like, the attitude towards us was, it, that is in the Ghanaian airport. I mean, I remember the lady flipping through my passport and was like, so you are going to play video games. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we are going to play video games. Ah, for real, you are going to play. Like, her attitude was basically like, it's useless going. If we get, you won't even allow us to go. But the power was not in her hands, right? Yes, That's yes. kind of an attitude. Yes, but so between that time and the um, the the crunch time was actually when we need to pay the money for the for the visas because um the visas were e visas that we needed to pay for if we missed it we would we wouldn't have made it and that was the difficult time because as of um, one week to the time we haven't been able to raise the money uh and i, I remember when i came to you so when i got the two slots ready you you paid for one another person also paid for one then i i came back to the group and i said guys what well, look guess what i've been able to get payment for two people the rest we have to pay for it and everybody was 
everybody came together. Everybody understood what we need. We knew this was our time. Um, um, in fact, even when I went to the, the amazing thing, when I went to the bank, the money didn't reach. So I reached, I reached back to the page and I said, guys, Charlie, I needed more money to, <laughs> to pay. And some of the guys sent me more money for us to be able to uh, meet up with the, with the, with the cost um, of, for the visas. I mean, and that has been the ritual. I, I think the same thing happens to the guys who went to um, Turkey as well from our side. Um, they virtually have to pay for uh, pay for visa and raise money for that. And um, due to what happened f- with us for Bali, we able to um, get some people to put together some money to raise for the visas for the for the two players who went to Turkey. No, oh, no, that's great. Hey, maybe we can start talking to. You. Uh, I'll just go around the uh, the people the ways they show up here on my little screen, and then uh, Daniel. Can you talk a little bit about what your experience was? Was this your first international tournament? Everyone's always muted. Okay, hello. There we go. Yeah. So, what was what was your experience like going to uh, to Bali? And if you could talk a little bit about what what you did to prepare before you went. Okay. Um, after we won the um, the um, I mean the qualifiers in our country. And we were told that we'd be going to Bali to represent Ghana in a PUBG mobile tournament. So once we knew that, we started to prepare as a team, training. Personally, I had to prepare a lot because, um, I mean, this was my first international tournament. Um, I hadn't been, I hadn't traveled outside Ghana before. This was my first travel. So, I mean, in terms of what to take along, the things to bring, um, what to expect, I had no idea. So I actually reached out to some friends and, I mean, they briefed me about some things I have to get ready before I can travel. I mean, my visa, the passport, and about the e-visa payments. Um, for me, my family was very supportive. Um, immediately, I told them they provided me with the funds to be able to pay. So for that one, I didn't have a lot of problems with that one. My main issue was going there to perform well. So I was just focused on training and trying to better myself. And you, you were playing PUBG? Yeah, PUBG Mobile. Yep, yep. So how about how about you, Nell, MVP? You're, you're, you're next on my on my uh on my screen here. What what was the trip like for you? And in particular, like I was asking Daniel, what, what did you do to train for it? What did you do to get ready for it? Right. Uh yeah. So uh first of all, that trip the trip was very um it was uh, an amazing experience for everybody on the team. Um, like Daniel said, that was the first for us from Ghana. So the entire team hadn't been out on an international tournament. So that was the first time. And um, uh, I mean, start, prior, prior to leaving, after we won the tournament, there was a lot of back and forth. Because, I mean, considering it was our first, we, some of us had doubts about whether or not it was actually going to come through. So we had a lot of back and forth with the president, uh, which is PC, about whether or not he would be able to pull this through. Um, but that didn't stop us from preparing. As a team, uh, PUBG Mobile, the entire team, we actually were training every day. We trained every day as much as we could with higher tier lobbies because we knew the competition we were going up um, against. Uh, we did the best we could as a team to prepare as a team and also as individuals we did our personal trainings and all that. So we put in a lot of effort. Uh, go, yeah, we put in a lot of, a lot of effort to try and whip ourselves into shape to be ready for the competition. We did the best we could. And then that was, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't think there was any more we could do. Now, that must have, been, it must have been exciting, though, to be able to train, to know that, that you're going to something like that. Yes. Uh, so, um, I mean, we did, we did a lot of the training without being completely sure whether the trip was going to come on. So there was a lot of pressure on Quincy. Personally, I had to call him every day and then be on him, you know, <laughs> get, get the kind of confirmation to be able to go back to the family and be like, okay, yo, this thing is confirmed. Let's make it work. Let's put in effort. Because, you know, there, there, were, there was a lot of doubt. But at the point where we confirmed, when the e-business came through, it was so amazing. We were so excited. You know, we, I mean, we still had our doubts because we're humans, but... 
I, there was a little bit of a doubt that was uh, taken off of us when we saw the e visits when we started seeing some things that confirmed that we'll be going. And on the day when we go to the airport and then everything went through, you you you, you had to be there to know how excited we were. I mean, like, there's no, there's nothing I can say about that. We're not we excited. No, because we were talking. I now I've forgotten who it was. There was there was there was a woman who was um, a female player that was going somewhere. And I can't remember exactly who, but she said once she got to the airport, it was like even her family that was there. It was like it was at the airport that her family realized that this was actually going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like before that, they were like they were like yeah, mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe. But mm-hmm. once I got to the airport, it's like wow, this is real. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll it'll be a big thing to actually say that esports is, esports is growing, but uh, regardless of how uh, big esports is right now, there's a lot of people who are still trying to um, jump on board. There's still there's still a lot of people who don't really accept that esports is, is as big as it is right now. So uh, there there are always going to be a couple of people who have their doubts. There's always going to be people who think it won't work. I mean, I, I'm not judging them because even us who are playing the game, we had our doubts. So it's only fair that they have their doubts. But I mean, it was amazing. We, we went through and it was, it was amazing. No, that's great. The, uh, next in the, in the lineup is Shy Boy, who is so shy he doesn't have his camera on. But um, <laughs> he, uh, ha- he, 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 so he has a connectivity issue. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no worries, no worries. Oh yeah, and guys, if if you if you drop out for whatever reason, just come back in. It, it doesn't cause any problems. No worries. Okay. Uh, okay. So right. so Shy Boy, what? What was your trip like, and what did you do to prepare for it uh, before you went? Okay, um, with my situation, it was a bit difficult because at the point we got um, we got the um, opportunity to travel, um, I wanted to give up on esports because of the no or less opportunity here in Ghana. I wasn't getting paid to play the game, so I was at that point um, searching for jobs. So the, uh, the opportunity came in for us to travel. So I had to make a decision whether to continue playing the game and to train with the team and to be part of the team for, for the event, or I guess go ahead and continue searching for some job to do. But at the end, um, I spoke to my family about it and um, they realized um, um, how big of an opportunity it is and um, how I could actually benefit from it. So um, I decided to to um, join the team to train and to go for the event. So I did that, and um, okay with um, how to with raising the funds for uh, my visa, it was actually difficult too because all the money I had saved at that at that moment, I had to go to the bank and withdraw that money for my visa. So it was actually difficult. Yeah, someone who is on. Someone who is unemployed and still going to the bank to just take um, all the money like he's, he has saved just to pay for a visa to go play play a game, and we didn't even know at that point. As Nell said, we we didn't even know if this was real. We didn't know if it was going to happen. So it was it was a difficult decision. But on the day, I prayed about it and um, I did all I was supposed to do, and I joined the team. I trained with the team and all that. And you were able to go. Hey, what, what game were you playing? I played PUBG. 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 Yeah. 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 The one game that I am really, really bad at. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I was all excited to buy the, 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 the orange giraffe outfit. And then I realized that's like a, that's like a bullseye. It's like mm-hmm. people could see me coming from like miles away. Yeah, miles away, yeah. It was like... <laughs> So, hey, Boris, what what about uh, what about you, your experience? What did you learn there, going there, and what did you do to get to get ready for it? <laughs> yeah, I think Boris connectivity. So basically, I think that depending on the location that you are, you could have a bad internet, and depending on the telco you are on as well. So sometimes, okay. um, pardon, Boris, pardon me. Pardon me. No, no, that's great. No, we no, no, because if you if you do hang up, if you do um, like if it does stop, you can always just go out and and come back in, and right. sometimes that All clears right. it up. So, so yeah, yeah, Boris, what was your trip like, and what uh, what did you do to prepare? Then I had to cut my uh, vacation short to make it uh, make it for the Bali trip. 
So I was I was already um, in a vacation mood, but mentally you have to get your um, formation and tactics because it's a, a a football game. So you have to get your formation and tactics well done and uh, prepare because you don't know um, who you are going to meet. So you prepare with the one you are comfortable with and then you take on the best in the world. But uh, when I got there, I realized that I've been I've been playing the game the wrong way. <laughs> I realized I've been playing the game the wrong way because I couldn't penetrate the defenses of the European players. So I just tend to learn from them and then ask them questions, how to play the game the right way and be better at it. So I... I I would say Bali was a, a learning experience for me. If I didn't go to Bali, I wouldn't I wouldn't have known how to play e-football the right way. So I'm really grateful and honored to represent Ghana and to get the opportunity to learn what I had to learn about the game. No, I think that's really good. It's uh, one of the things that we've heard from from many other people is how much they learn from the other people there. So, so at this particular event, were there people from all over the world competing? Were there any other teams from Africa? Yes, yes, yes. We, I think uh, Senegal was there. Um, Somalia was there. Guinea. Guinea was there. Chad was there. Nigeria. Nigeria was there. Yeah. And Nigeria Djibouti. was also there. Djibouti. Wow, that's a, a, quite, a, quite a crowd there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I think almost, almost, almost like, uh, let's say like, almost like 10 Africa countries, I believe. Yes. So they are all members of the same esports federation as you are there, Quasi. Is that is yeah. how they qualified? Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, some we we are an associate member. We don't have a full membership, right? I think most of the Africa countries um, is only Egypt, um, Nigeria, South Africa, um, Algeria. Morocco, who are full members, and we just got um, this year. We'll be applying for um, full members status. Um, it normally goes with um, every event. Every year, event goes with the general assembly. Um, at the general assembly, you can present your uh, particulars to become a full member, and they can accept you or put you on a, another year of probation. Um, we didn't get the information quick, so, but this was also our very first time, so we didn't know the roadmap to that. Now we know the roadmap to that, and um, so this year we'll, we'll make sure that we get our full member status, um, meaning that the full members also have to pay an annual fee. I think it's about $1,005 or so. Um, it's not something that we can't um I believe that um, now Bali also opened our eyes to many things as to raising funds, um, preparing early, um, looking for other opportunities, you know, to the main thing for for African esports space is fun, is money. With money, you can do anything. You know, if we had money, we would have taken our coaches um, along if we had money, we would have given the players even um, um, enough gadgets, you know, uh, um, the playing tools for them to play before they they got there. And it, it's it's only when we got there and we saw the devices we have to play on, and now they have to adjust to it. All these things um, hampers our 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 ability to perform on the world stage. You know, um, I can say this for the PUBG players and also even for Boris. Boris have to only got to play on PS5, practice with PS5 within a short day of time. You know, and PS5 is very expensive gadget to have, you know, and um, the kind of preparation these boys needed. If there's enough funds, we could have um, put them in a days or weeks before the time in this particular A and B and B location that they can play together. But here in Ghana, they were playing from homes, you know, and if they were in one 
space that they can play together. They could have think better. They could have communicate better. They could have um, strategize better. And, you know, and it's, they all live in different spaces in Accra. And it's, it's all about the funds to bring them together. Even if we need to bring them to a space almost every time, they are transportation to the space. They are food, refreshment, and all that um, all comes in. They are clothing allowance, what they will wear, jerseys and all that. So it's, 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 this was not an easy space to be in. It's really a capital intensive, um, um, if we want to go by what we saw in Bali, <laughs> you know, we, I mean, it opens our eyes. I kept telling them, telling people like we travel and see it opens the players eyes. It gives them, um, much more bigger horizons to look up to. So now they are players, but even more, they are experienced players. They have an experience nobody has in Ghana. And that they could transfer that to a younger generation coming or to other teams that are coming up. So uh, for me, that is that was key for me. I think that's, that's, that's such a great part of the story because you can also communicate with other people there. Like, you know, how did the people in Chad, how did they... How did they raise their money? How did the people in, in all these other countries? There's the opportunity to learn from others that you might not. Yeah. Um, because the other thing to remember is every single team that was there, think of all the effort and work and, and to get those people, those players, all the way to Bali. I mean, that was everyone there was a winner just by the fact that they were, that all of you guys were actually there. It's like, for all of you that were there, there were a thousand people behind you that didn't have that opportunity for uh, for many different reasons. So, what what's next on the schedule? What are the next? What's the next international event you're ready for? You're getting ready for. Um, well, the next event is actually um, there are multiplicity of other events for, but for PUBG in particular, uh, we have the IES uh, um, in August. This year they moved it from December to August because it's in Romania and in December in Romania it's snowing, right? So, <laughs> so they have to bring it forward other than that other countries can't make it. I mean, you can imagine um, if our players are going around the winter time and going it, to it, play PUBG like, with their fingers. Like, <laughs> just like having, uh, just having the World Cup in uh, Qatar. In the, in the yeah. 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 It's like, no, that's yeah. not going work. Yeah. So um, that is it. I know the, the, the communications hasn't really gone out as to um, league, um, but um, I think from next week, um, communications will start dropping in. I know eFootball, um, Boris and the uh, crew have already started the uh, league towards the grand finals or grand championship for um, because um, in the calendar of IESF, um, the qualifiers must finish by March. March ended. So because by March ending, they have only four months to prepare the entire crew for Romania. So um, uh, that will be our next um, big target. But on the other east, the other esports activations across the continent um, that are, I am particularly working on, and basically will come up to stream. But for PUBG, uh, I know the 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 league has to start. Um, um, we recently did Accra esports games uh, esports week, and so I'm hoping that. Um, um, and I know they were in there. Are you guys played, right? Yeah, we won. Yeah, and they won. You see, <laughs> so, so this is this is Tom. This is an amazing thing. When we were in Bali, they were, you know, Bali had we had almost hundred and five countries. You get it? Wow! And this is top of the top, <laughs> top of the top countries playing. You know, and our boys were there and they were playing. Looking at 
the logistics available to us, the internet connectivity available to us. You know, you, when you play in these games, you you basically have played with um, certain pin rates, you know, and yes, you get yes. there and you have to perform. And I always say that at first there wasn't a cohesion in the team due to some differences, right? Um, in the team, but when they got the rhythm, they were there, you know, and they were top of one of the top Africa countries within the PUBG. They did their best, and I think that one of the things they learned so much was learning how to play the game and transferring that skills. I told them there should never be one because the kind of knowledge they have received, and and. Even practice time, they, they they got connected with. I will allow them to speak. What guys? What was your experience like meeting all these other teams? Nell, we'll start from you. Right. So, uh, I, I think there's, there's there's just one word that I can say to describe the whole uh, experience meeting other people. Uh, the word is overwhelming because you meet you meet people younger than you, you meet people older than you, you meet people using devices that are not quite as good as your personal device. And then you just see different skills and levels of playing that will basically just overwhelm you. There's so much you you realize you don't know. I mean, you can't be the best at the game, but you still realize there's a couple of things you don't know. And it's always exciting to find out with stuff. So we had experiences. Uh, prior to the tournament starting, we set ourselves up to play with some of the other countries. Uh, we mostly played with the European countries because of the um the perception or the knowledge we had about them or how good we believed they were. And well again, it was overwhelming. It was it was amazing and overwhelming. So we just went out of our way to learn a thing or two from them. We had to, you know, go to them personally to learn a few things that we didn't know about the game, just to make sure that if we ever got the, a chance again, we would definitely show them that we actually learned from the first one. So yeah, it was actually a woman. We're doing the best. Uh, we can. Tom, they, they should watch out for us. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, um, Boris made a friend with um, um, one of the top casters. In fact, they actually came to our room. Boris, what was the experience like? Yeah, the ex- experience was um, amazing. Like Tom, I literally looked up to these guys, watching their videos on YouTube and Twitch to learn how to play the game and to meet them and for them to be so humble and see potential in me and try to help me come to my room and be open to me. Like some even said, you can hit them up anytime if you have any issue about the game. And these are guys that are being signed by um, pro clubs like <laughs> um, Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Manchester United. And you feel like, where they have gotten to because to you for you to get to a pro club in e-football in esports that's their apex so for them to get there and still be so humble and reach out to me and see that oh this guy has potential so we can help up his game was an amazing experience wow daniel what was you you are the tallest man in fact, everybody was taking a picture. Yes, no, no, he wait, is. Wait. He... Okay, I'm going to ask here. Daniel, how tall are you? Um, I'm 2.19 meters. Okay, you're tall. <laughs> In fact, Tom, he, like, you know, I mean, the Ghana squad from every airport, everybody was taking pictures with him. How, I mean, and it, it was that experience, like, he was so humble but how was it like for you, Tom, um, taking, getting stuff, taking pictures, you know, and being asked whether you're going to play, you say you're going to play a video game, PUBG, and it's, how was it like for you? Okay, for me, um, I'd say being noticed in public is kind of normal for me at this point. But then the amount <laughs> of pictures I had to take, <laughs> so it became... <laughs> It was too much at some point, but you had to just go with the flow. Because, I, I mean, if you see someone as tall as me, you definitely, you definitely like to have something like a report that you can look at one day and say, oh, I met this guy somewhere, this and that. And also for Bali, I would say, 
you know, these players, the players we met in PUBG are players who um, we watch their streams, we learn from them. And getting to see them play in person or see how they play the game makes you realize that they are also human. I mean, from Ghana, we, we perceive them as gods in the game. I mean, you can't touch them. They are untouchable. But then getting to see them, you realize that they are also human. Those are they put in a lot of work and effort and time into the game. So, I mean, we learned a lot. Um, I got to make a lot of friends. Um, we still keep in touch with some of them. I mean, from Ghana. So... Um, I'd say it was a great experience and the um the development and the learning curve is still going on for me. It's still going on, I'd say. Yeah, you you've you upping up your game on your content creation side. Yes. What's up with that, that? Yeah, for that one, um I'm planning on starting a bit of content creation. I mean on the game of PUBG <laughs> trying to um, gain more exposure and try to help new players who are now coming up in the Ghanaian community, especially because we have potential players with a lot of potential in the Ghanaian community, but because they don't get a chance to communicate with um, some of us, um, they feel inferior sometimes, or they don't, they're not actually that confident enough to approach us. It becomes, um, it becomes in a way that um, maybe we are up there and they are here. So in a way, putting my content out there, trying to reach out to them, guiding them will make their community a lot more competitive. And I believe to to grow PUBG in Ghana a lot. So um, I'm looking to start that very soon. All right. So Tom, you see, some of these all came about just because these guys were in Bali. And I know um, Boris also has his own roadmap what she's trying to do to build a community everybody each one of them has their own um roadmap in building the community i know um these guys did we hear did we hear from shy boy shy boy i know shy boy want to become a coach (laughs) yeah so we're working on that for him uh, what was your experience like Okay, with me, my best experience was getting to meet all the esports players, staff, and um, coaches, and all that we met at the event. Because in in Ghana here, we don't see that. We, I mean, we knew um, esports was big, but we didn't know how big it was till we got there. I mean, the the chance to see all those those um, people, players, and how big esports was 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 amazing and. Um, that was the best experience of my life. And also, um, the guys we played against, I mean, we've been watching them um, play at the highest level. So getting there to meet them, see them and play against them, it was, I mean, it was crazy. We, I mean, we couldn't stop um, um, looking at them and watching how they played their games and learning from them. We always, we always wanted to um, be close to them to see how... Um, they train as a team and 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 how and how they uh, they play the game. So it was a great experience. It, it was it was a great experience. You guys didn't talk about the food and the fun. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, in the beginning, in the beginning, the food was bad. In the beginning, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we got we got that. We have we had we had a new taste of. <laughs> What we've been eating in Ghana here. So in the beginning it was different, but as time went on, went on, we we, we got to figure out what we could eat. So when we get there, <laughs> we know what we are going to eat. You go straight for it. <laughs> yeah, and we go straight for it. So um, as time time went on, um, it wasn't a difficult decision again, and we were more comfortable with the food. But in the beginning, it was it was difficult. Yeah. I was yeah. confident there was going to be a question about that. That's why we didn't say anything. But I mean, <laughs> since we've already started, I'd want to uh, say one thing. So the people of Bali are amazing. That is one thing that I need to say. They are so welcoming, so receptive, and so, so nice. That's one thing. Like, Bali is a place that everybody should should look to go for a vacation at. Their tradition is also amazing. They're really, really nice people. I mean, that food, that food wasn't entirely... Um, it's not about it being bad, as in they not being good at what they do, but we had to adjust to it. Like, we, it was new. It was a new experience. There were so many meals we hadn't tried. But over time, like they said, 
we eventually got used to some. I, I mean, I, I remember um, Daniel. Yeah, the bread, like the bread, the bread. He'll, he'll go, he'll go like three times to the table, and he would still want to go for more. He would, <laughs> and, and even after all that, you go back to the room, and he's still ordering for room service. So, I mean, I, I should say for sure that he he enjoyed it. So, that food was good. That food was good. He was okay. Oh. oh, 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 let me not forget. There's another guy, Boris. Yeah, I remember Boris. Boris, Boris took <laughs> food there, but I mean, he, he ended up like, liking their food so much that he was like, Yeah, no, bro, I'm not going to eat that no more. So, yeah, that, that, the experience was amazing. Those guys are amazing. Uh, but Tom, Tom, I mean, this is going to be, the, I mean, let's talk about relationships. People actually had nice relationship okay, building okay. there. So, um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you see, there was an intercultural relationships being built. And this is what esports does, right? It changes people's life. I mean, I haven't mentioned anybody's name anyway. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but what's fun? These guys, the experience is actually amazing. You know, I mean, the experience outside of Ghana, and especially Bali. Everybody's so nice. Everybody's so so nice. It was actually outstanding. Like very very surprised. Guys, what what do you think about the twelve hours of traveling? It it wasn't twelve hours. No, it was twenty four hours. It was a whole day. No, like um, me personally, I enjoyed being in Bali because of the time difference. Because I, I you yeah. feel like you're like you're almost a day ahead of <laughs> most <laughs> people. people back at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, be, I yeah. think um, I checked in with um, some guys from US and they were from California, and it was like sixteen hours between Bali and California. So they, oh, okay. they yeah, we will be in Monday in Bali and in California, they'll still be in like, they'll now be waking up on Sunday, Sunday or something like <laughs> that was, that was yeah something crazy that I, I loved. Yeah. Um, one, one, let me, let me just touch on the, the duration of the trip, like, uh, Christy mentioned. So that was, that was actually, um, well, going in, it wasn't so bad because, I mean, we were all still excited over the fact that the whole thing was actually happening, you know, getting the opportunity and actually going to the airports and realizing that we were actually leaving the country to Bali. But coming back, oh, you, you can imagine how we felt. I mean, first of all, we didn't even want to leave. The, the, the entire <laughs> experience seemed too short when we had to leave. So we didn't even want to leave. So the And we were the last actually, country to leave, right? Yeah, we were actually, yes, uh, I yeah. think, one of the last two countries that left or the last country that left um, Bali. So uh, it actually daunted on us that uh, uh, the trip was actually like really long because we didn't want to leave in the first place. And then, you know, the whole 24, I think we had to do three transits. So you, you can imagine. It was actually very tiring. But it was all worth it, like we said. The experience was amazing. But it, but Tom, the, as the experience goes beyond also the knowledge in traveling you know sometimes we take it for granted that there are um rudiments in traveling internationally right it's not like you are traveling locally you can jump just jump into a, a bus and move but every transit there are regulations that you they are um, checks points. Um, you know, you have to make sure that this, your document is right, you know, and every, I mean, baggage. I almost thought that I've lost my baggage, <laughs> but all that, you know, is an experience that you take it in and gives you some kind of a knowledge, know how, right? An experience that you wouldn't have got if you are just playing online at home right so these are some of the things like you know you learn through the process the entire process is a learning curve and it gives almost everybody an, a full overview of what um um changing cultures moving from one country to the other we move from ghana to Qatar, you know, when you go to Qatar, you experience Qatar, then we have to transit from Qatar to 
Jakarta. Then even whilst we are in Indonesia, we are still traveling to another island, which is uh, Bali. So it was really an, an experience for us all, you know, and we're going as a group as well. I remember when we got to, was it um, Jakarta also, when we're supposed to fly to Indonesia and to Bali. And when we got there, the guy was so receptive, like, you guys coming for the ISF, I mean, they process us separately, you know, like Tom, like, you know, they single you, hey, Tom. What are you coming here to do? Oh, we know about this event. Oh, okay, okay. Then they took your papers, went, stamp inside, they processed us to go. And I was like, this was like, whilst others were still standing in the queue, were giving professional treatment, you know, sorted it out, went back. I mean, I was like, wow. Wow, one day when esports is big, is, I mean, we've, because... The guy who processes us also plays PUBG. I think that's what he said, right? Mm-hmm. So he really got the understanding that, oh, okay, this is, this is people that I know and I, I understand just by virtue of the game that he also played. So mm-hmm. it was really an exciting time to see. Yeah, so um, added to all he said, we also, again, had the tallest guy on our team. So everybody wanted to just be, you know, close to us and all that. So that added to the experience. They wanted to give us preferential treatment, but then they also wanted to stay close to us because everybody was like, yo, are you an NBA player? You know, everybody thought it was Michael. They actually thought it was Michael Jordan who had come in. So, yeah, it was. But this, this reminds me, when, years and years ago, before any of you guys were born, I was a Peace Corps volunteer teaching in Fiji. And one of my students was on the national rugby team and he would go, the, the Fiji rugby team would go to Argentina and, and in Fiji, people are huge. I mean, they're just, and the rugby team is bigger, but what they yeah. do in Fiji is they wear something that called a Sulu, which is, is like, it looks like a skirt. I mean, it's just, you wrap it around, but there's such a thing as a dress Sulu, which is nicer. So here's, okay. he was talking about going to LAX going through the airport with these huge mm-hmm. guys with Sulu's on. He said, everyone was, <laughs> they, they lived off that story for years. So, wow. so, no, cause That's one a of the things, That's a, a couple of things that I, I hear you guys saying, we'll, we'll wrap this up because we, we could keep going. I don't want to take forever here. This is a really good conversation. But what I hear you saying is one of the things that I really like hearing is you're talking about meeting people who you've been playing with online and seeing that they 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 are real people, and that they're they're humble and they're willing to help you and and all this kind of stuff, and I, that is just such a big lesson that not, I, that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. But it you know it's it's just just um, it, it just makes makes the experience even better for you guys to go and to to connect with these people because the other thing is you can then connect with them afterwards. It's not like yeah. okay if you're playing you're playing rugby and you're on a Rugby, you're not going to somehow play rugby with these people, but you can be online. You can be playing PUBG with uh, with someone from uh, from California, from some other part of the world. So it's still possible. So yeah, so yeah. yeah so Quincy, do you know, do you have anything to to wrap up with here? I I think that um, I mean Bali was 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 life transforming for for us, and uh, it will always become the first pivot of core for Ghana because this is the first time we've sent out an entire team. You know, um, previous attempt was maybe one player to maybe uh, France to go and play FIFA or, but Bali became a pivot point or it is a pivot point for our international trials and also a talking point for us to go out to brands but not only that it's also a talking point for families to to now understand that this is real work right in other in other worlds or from from other uh, um, countries that we met some are really really gainfully employed as their full-time work right but these guys here 
some are students, some are working, right? But they take the time, the only time they get to do practice, maybe in the night, in the evenings, when they have to. And sometimes to play in the professional league, they just as it is nighttime here, it is daytime there. They have to play midnight to play in top leagues or to play in scrims or something like that. So it's, it's, it's not, a, it is a difficult process and a challenging time for them as well. But I think that, um, they really represented Ghana well. Um, yes, they didn't win, um, let's say, um, top of the accolades. In fact, I always take it like we had, Germany, Belgium, all these other countries, but they weren't in the top. So we, we take it in our tribes that like, yes, we, we, we went there. We performed with all that we could. But at the end of the day, Bali, Ghana was really part of the Bali history. And, um, I thank these guys for believing in me, for trusting me to take them along and bring them back. I mean, we all went. One of the good stories that, you know, normally, um, people travel and they don't come back. <laughs> they can stay there, you know, like in the Olympics, um, teams go and the athletes don't come back. They can't find them after the tournament, but we all went. We all came back one piece to our families. And again, I keep on saying that it's also a new narrative to families. Families can look up to all these families gathered here. My family, Nell's family, Boris's family, Shy Boy's family, you know, Daniel's family. And this family now understand that esports is really a big, is a real deal, right? And they can, now when I tell my mom that he needs to support me for my next travel, even on their own personal travels that they want to make, their families are willing to help them because they've taken the first step before. They've traveled before. Now, if they, if they need to step up to another travel engagement within their professional career in esports, uh, they are going to get help. You know, now they are icons that they can pick up, um, any venture they want to venture in the, within the esports space and they can get help and sponsorship for. And for me, I, I wish them all the best anywhere anybody wants to move. I mean, they've reconstituted their, their esports team. They, they're going to need sponsors for their esports team. They're going to need branding. They're going to need support and funding. And as always, if anybody comes on your podcast looking to sponsor an African esports team, PUBG team, these guys are one of the best because they've been at the world champions. They, they know how to now manage their teams. They know how to manage it because they are connected with other esports um, players and teams out there. So managing is, is not a problem. And I believe that, um, and I'm always there to support them. Um, um, as much as I can, as as long as God gives me the grace and strength and ability to help these young ones. And these are, I would say, Boris is also doing so well. I mean, he's trying to get a PS5. Uh, he needs a sponsor. <laughs> so <laughs> he said he has sold this. Is <laughs> What did you tell me, Boris? He's supposed to, the dollar has gone so high. You see, the, the, Tom, this is the situation in Ghana. The dollar has gone so. When the dollar goes high, everything becomes expensive for us. Everything. I mean, even the phones that the guys used to play goes high. Internet data becomes so high, and um, I would always I would pray and wish. Um, um, yes, these guys need to make money out of it. Currently, there is no returns of investment of what they have. Spent. They have, they've spent being in Bali. You know, each and every one of them has spent a great deal of money. None of them has recruited that money. But the joy and the excitement is in the fact that um, they've gotten some a value that nobody can take away from them. Yes, this, is, a, this, is, a, and, this is an audio podcast. But just a smile on everyone's face when they're talking about this. 
You could tell. Yeah. You could tell it was a good trip. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I really appreciate you, all of you, um, you know, showing up here, Nell, Forrest, Shy Boy, yeah. Daniel, and especially you, Kwesi, for, for being the leader in all this. Oh, stuff. oh, wait, 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 before Tom goes, I, as I said, <laughs> Tom, yes, guys, Tom was one of the first contributor to when I started raising, you remember, I mean, Tom, let's just talk about this a little bit. I mean, the difficulty, you know, at the time that we were trying to raise the money for the business, we said, oh, some people said we should do GoFundMe. Um, some people said we should do a crowdfunding. I called my guys in Senegal, Baba, and I told him, Baba, what did you guys do? I said, we did some community funding. I said, look, I know a few people that if I call upon, they will help me. So guys, help me thank Tom. Tom was the very first person who contributed to the um, visas. Um, thank you um, very much, Tom. Thank you for you, investing thank you, in our Thank team. you very much, Tom. We appreciate you. Thank you. So they made it possible. Tom and Dennis. Dennis, Dennis Robinson is also a, a Black American friend of mine who also contributed to make sure that we are able to be there. And... Um, Luckily for me, I'm, I was able to save my position as the, I told them that if I don't make them, if I don't take them to Bali, I'll step down as president of the Esports Association. Yeah, fortunately, for which I've been were, able to. Yes, fortunately, you were able to. <laughs> Tom, is it yes, possible to be, get some exchange programs? Sorry? Is it possible to get some exchange Okay, programs? so Tom, um, what my guys are asking for is probably on your channel, if there are exchange programs for these guys, um, um, in exchange program, we're looking at courses, right? And then coach courses. Are there people who have been through your podcast that are offering, um, 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 let's say, um, an exchange program for people to travel? Not necessarily we coming over, but they also coming over, having that kind of an interaction with these guys. Have you been, have, and, have you been talking to uh, Reginald? Yeah, yes, I speak to Reginald, but on a different, different level. The, 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 there's, there's a project coming up. We'll, we'll talk about it uh, off air here. But um, okay, <laughs> yeah, one of the really important things, and one of the things I like about working with you, Kwesi, is you're not shy. It's like, you, <laughs> which in a good way, you, you will ask for things and you don't ask for things for you. You ask for things for the team, for the others. But it's, it's really important from this side of things to know what it is that can make a difference there. Because I can make up stuff that I think would be good. But if you say, you know, this is the kind of thing that would help you out. That, that's the goal. That's what we want it. Yeah. What we want to say. I mean, hey. for, for these guys, I mean, I want to see them so higher. I want to see them go higher. I want to, I want them to have their own narratives to say that yes, they've been to Bali, but after Bali, what next? And um, I'm, it's great to know that these guys are still um, um, together as one team, right? They've not disbanded. The core team; these guys are the core team. The other guys who went to Bali, and they are still maintaining that grind, and hopefully becoming one of the biggest esports, PUBG esports team in Ghana. And I have so much hope for them. And for that, um, and also the, the fact that we have Spammer in there, um, Daniel, who is the tallest, probably the tallest gamer in Ghana. That's, um, that's watch out for my... If watch out for my um, publication coming on, on, on him. Um, I'm going to that, do... That's the, that's the so title what of the I'm doing is... Yeah, so you you have talk to have to a one on one podcast with him. Yeah, yeah, you, Tom, I I would love that. You and he's an interesting person to talk to. So um, I think that are. he all of you are all of you are. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So hey, yeah. I'm I'm hey. going to wrap this up. We'll still talk after after I quit recording. But I just wanted to wrap this up. There's been a great bonus conversation here. Listen to to it on. Uh, let us know what you think. Put it out on social media. Share it with others on this episode and let us know what you think. This is a great story and it's a story that we should 
figure out ways to duplicate over and over again in a lot of different places. This is Tom Leonard. This is the Gamers Change Lives podcast. Play games, create jobs, change lives. Talk to you soon. You've just heard the Gamers Change Lives podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed, do so right now so that you can stay up to date with episodes as soon as they're uploaded and so you can hit the ground running on changing your esports adventure forever. You can also visit us at GamersChangeLivesPodcast.com. Play games, create jobs, change lives. Thanks for listening.